Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now everybody, welcome to episode 392 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, send you over to Jason Rugard, he's got a rundown for us. On tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about the fifth entry, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the last entry for the iconic... Uh, franchise, uh, the long, venerable franchise there. Talk about that. As well as, iconically, Eddie Murphy coming back for Candy Cane Lane, Evil Dead Rises. Trevor's going to talk about that. And did you know that Vince Vaughn wrote a Christmas movie that he didn't star in? We're going to discuss Christmas with the Campbells <laughs> and trailers for Mad Max Furiosa. That's the continuation of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, as well as Godzilla Times Kong, or is it Godzilla and Kong? I'm not sure about this titling. The New Empire. So that looks be times and night swim let's not forget least we forget about night, night swim. swim and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in a quick review for it's a wonderful knife too because actually my evil dead rise review is gonna be very quick so i i would much rather i think people are more interested in it's a wonderful knife right now that's got it's christmas time a lot of heat going on it i think that might be the most talked it about christmas horror does. films it really is right now silent night deadly night right that's like uh the last time it polarized audiences you, you know no joke it kind of is um but that's part of the whole horror comedy thing where it this types of horror movies just open up the doors to so many people. And that is almost a sub genre, right? In its own right. Uh, At this point, yes. And quite profitable, too. Um, so I'm just, it's starting to get a little full, though, you know. I'm, and things are starting to get a little like, okay, maybe we should make sure we're making the best possible movies. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about that. And let's first get to the, a little bit of trivia. Trevor's got the trivia machine already ready to go. And uh, yes. he's going to test our knowledge here. Let's see what we got. All right. Which of these is not a film directed by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez? Okay. All right. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, Grindhouse, Four Rooms, Sin City. Relatively easy. Well, I mean, actually, they're all directed by one or the other. What's the question? A bit of a trick question. Yeah, directed by each other. I mean, Grindhouse. Well, my, my guess is it's going to be Four Rooms, but... Four Rooms has a segment directed by Rodriguez, which is, uh, um, yeah, but mm, I think that okay, was, let's just see. I think it's Four Rooms. No, what is it? What are they counting? From, from Dust Till Dawn? No, that's an error. That's directed by Rodriguez. I mean, all those movies Wait, are directed by is, one or the other. I'm, I think you found the glitch in the matrix, my I'm man. I'm really confused right now. You, you found the simulation hole. I, well, I don't know. Have I? It, I mean, let's do another. Let's let's cleanse our I'm palate. I'm so confused. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it in the wording? Oh, it's the wording. Is a film not? Is not a film co-directed? Ah. Got it. Four Rooms, Sin City, Grindhouse, all had were, had scenes directed by one or the other, right? Correct, yeah. From Dust Till Dawn is all just Robert Rodriguez. I get Working it. Working from the Tarantino script. I'm a fucking idiot. Can't read. Yeah. It's okay. Let's do another one, though. I understand it now. So that was correct. I don't know why. That fucked me up. Four Rooms is probably the least heralded out of that group, though. Probably the least seen list. No, I'm, I'm just for you know whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to tell you go watch it. It's on the level so, of like New York stories. It's interesting, but uh, yeah, whatever. 
Okay, number 12. Wow, we're at the very beginning here. Uh, three of the four collaborative efforts between Gary Cooper and Clara Bow were released in 1927. Oof. Which of these is not one of them? <laughs> okay, A, it. B, wings. C, children of divorce. D, get your man. A, it? It's wings. You think it's wings? Yeah. No. It's D, get your man. <laughs> I, I mean, can we get something this century? What kind of fucking trivia are you throwing at me tonight? Hey, it's what the book said. Oh, God, it picked 23. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay, well, great. What is this one about? 1832? Uh, wow. I don't know if you'll. Maybe you might know this. Can you name the actress who was born Virginia Catherine McMath? But is better known by her stage name. Do you know who that is? Ah, what's my options? You got Jean Harlow, Betty Davis, Ginger Rogers, or Catherine Hepburn. Give me those again. Jean Harlow, Betty Davis, Ginger Rogers, Catherine Hepburn. I think it's Jean Harlow. No. Damn, I'm off tonight. <laughs> It's Ginger Rogers. Who the fuck knows these things? I'm 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 doing a higher one. I'm doing okay. Twenty one sixty. You're really oh, embarrassing us tonight out here. We gotta. Those are so old. I can't help you. This okay. We got Eddie Murphy's picture on this page. We're good. Oh, fuck. Uh, gotta get this one. All right. Oh, oh, Jason. Here you go. In this, in the classic boxing film Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> What does Rocky say Thanksgiving is for him? <laughs> Just another Thursday. Uh, it's Thursday to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to read yeah, it to here. me. Yeah. It might be Thanksgiving to you, but it's Thursday <laughs> to me. Are you happy now? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm redeemed. <laughs> Did you just make that one up to give that to me? I feel like no, you just invented I just, that. No, that was the one it went to. You said Eddie question Murphy. Question 2160. And then you gave me a Rocky trivia question. I saw Eddie Murphy. I know that I read Rocky. <laughs> so there you go. I feel like that was a fixed fight just to get my confidence back. That was made for you. I'll, yeah. I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Well, that's what you get. Oh, All right, I'm fuck. That was a rough trivia run tonight. My goodness. All right, let's well, that's what happens when you, when you, when you have a, a book that does trivia from all the film. Yeah, it uh, lets you know that even if you think you're well-versed on uh, film history, there's a lot of film history out there. I don't know that stuff, to be honest with you. My film history pre-1960s so. gets real wonky. Um, I can do some Best Picture nominate, uh, you know, winners, but I... It, with stars and real names and stage names. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't have a lot of interests aside from like particular things like Hitchcock type stuff. I just don't have a lot of interest in the other movies. I mean, I like some film noir and uh, expressionism and stuff like that, but um, like even Nosferatu and things, but just that was hard trivia. Sure. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. And I want you to go first on this one because you saw it before I did. I just caught caught up with it today. Um, you saw it before me, so give me your rundown, and then I'll counterbalance it. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah. So you liked it, is what I'm going to. You know, I'm all right. I'll start. I, this because I was beguiled <laughs> by this movie because you shit on it through a text message to me, and so did the world. To be honest with you, and I was expecting a letdown on the level of Mission Impossible Seven, and not only did I find the first 25 minutes of this thing to be an awesome 
throwback with a few spotty moments where that CG didn't quite work. Uh, but at the same time, I really got into this, and I think that this script should have been filmed back in 2008 when they had a younger Harrison Ford and they had Spielberg behind the camera because nobody is Spielberg. This movie is not a Steven Spielberg film. It's oddly flat at some points and in, in dull when it doesn't have to be because it's doing all the right things. But I was just won over by the overall... I'm listening to The Last Action Heroes by Nick DeSimone, uh, that, the book that you're uh, reading, I think, as well. And I'm just mm-hmm. in a world of 80s right now. And this was such a beautiful remembrance of it. And it wasn't overly uh, agendicized, I didn't think, or any of that. I, I just... I liked the movie for what it was. For entertainment's sake, I wish it was about 30 minutes shorter. The last scene is very divisive. You're either going to go with that or you're not. If I have, you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you. I decided to go with it, and it didn't bother me. I thought this was a great ending to this character. You, you agree that mathematics is amazing i i agree that it's a better <laughs> mathematics it's better look I, first of all he's uh, no it's not this is a terrible no, this movie. is better than kingdom of the, of the worst skull. scripts in the world no, this is i don't know better what the than kingdom of the, the skulls the, the dude first of all that guy's dead i don't know how he comes back in the fucking movie but all right whatever um indiana jones is just an old decrepit man that they basically he just kind of waddles around they trot out the whole movie um he's interviewing her about like who she is, who her character is, the Phoebe Walter or Phoebe Waller Bridge, uh, her character. Um, instead of talking about his, like he's not the center of this movie. No. Um, I mean, by a long shot. It's still, right? this is her there movie. There are good it's, supporting it's weird characters. Weird that she's in there. You didn't like? I thought Antonio Banderas was was a nice breath of fresh air. He's barely in I it. I thought Hal he's Holbrook, barely in it. He's in it. And he's on the boat for two seconds, Hal and that's it. As so, no. the, the CIA henchman no. was very good in this. I, I thought there was a lot of good things going on in this movie, and I didn't have at all. a problem at all with Mads Mikkelsen, even though he's a Dane playing a German here, uh, you know, a, a war criminal. He's dead. Fine. I, no, not fine. How's he come back in that movie? I, l- and what does the Dial of Destiny do? How is they able to make it? Mathematics. Well, mathematics doesn't do any fucking thing. So what's the Dial of Destiny? I'm I mean, not looking and for the realism of that movie in this movie dog shit. that has an 80-year-old no, 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 man no, it's not. Ass. It's not that I'm not looking for realism, man. This isn't even close. I really like this movie doesn't does it just doesn't care it just exists to be Indiana Jones nonsense I, I feel the exact right. opposite I, I, I thought I, this wasn't a cash grab and I thought that they actually put time into the script I liked the screenplay I think that it gets a little soggy mm-hmm. in the middle um, but at the same time it's an they they write out they retcon so much bullshit that went on before it with the, the son and Marion and they do it in such a nice way that I thought it was you first of all let's just talk about the opening 30 minutes did did you like the prologue that was here? Basically, the third act of a movie we never saw. Did you like how they opened this movie? I, it, it was fine, I guess. I don't know. I really don't want to watch Indiana Jones in a modern day, you know, directed by non Spielberg. So, no, I thought too much of it didn't hit and didn't work at all. Like, there's a, there's a moment where he gets in the car and the, the um, you know, higher ups get in the back seat, basically mistaking him as a driver. And it's, a perfect Indiana Jones moment and it's completely ruined. It just goes nowhere. It does nothing. It, it doesn't heighten it, anything. It doesn't, uh, 
it just doesn't work, right? And like Mangold is just this is not his greatest directing. I think it's it's a, a fine directing job, but I just think it's not Spielberg, and we've come to expect. I mean, uh, no, the, the story isn't like any of the the first three, even the fourth one. Like this, it, this story just makes little to no sense. It really doesn't have much of a point. But and even by the time they get to it and discover the true meaning of the Dial of Destiny, it really doesn't have a yeah, fucking. He's a point. man out of time in this in his era. He's got nothing to live for. It makes sense. It's set up to no, it, the decision is set up <laughs> with the end of the movie. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I think that it's it's totally set up throughout it for what his I mean, decision is going to be. I hear what be. you're saying. I don't think the movie actually says or it didn't say that for me. Huh? Fair enough. Fair enough. I think though, will you say this? It's better than the last one. No, really. You think the Kingdom of the Skulls? I better? don't because the last one's at least directed by Spielberg. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And so this is just, I don't really care about this movie. Like, I just don't. It, I, I don't think I would watch this again. I don't, like, it didn't have the fun that we just watched the third one not too long ago. That movie was fun. Yeah. It had a point to it, more or less. The characters were there. In this movie, he he really was playing second fiddle to, to, uh, to the girl. You know, he was following her around. He was interviewing her asking about her character why did you do this why did you do that oh you're really a good person well who is a fuck i thought it didn't have the the triple crosses that the last one did uh they were trying to push mutt as the the That's hero in the last one that the story got so confused and i i like this mathematics or this time travel aspect way more than i liked the anunnaki or the the crystal skulls or whatever the fuck they were doing with the the aliens in the last one they could have made this way better. And so I just say no. I say no. I think Spielberg no. behind the camera would have made this even better. But I think that this is the best. Well, I think the story might have made more sense if Spielberg had more involvement at that point. But it, this was just, I thought it was a sloppily written script. I thought it was the best they could possibly really have done at this stage of the game. And uh, I didn't mind this entry of it. <laughs> well, I'm not giving anyone preps for that. All right, let's move on. And so we're split on this one. Let's move on and talk about Christmas with the Campbells. Now, this is a Vince Vaughn written picture. Uh, you wouldn't know it because it didn't get much fanfare. It's available right now on Hulu. I didn't even know about it until you brought it to my attention. So I'm going to let you run. This came out last year. Uh, came out last year. Stars Brittany Stone, or sorry, Brittany Snow and Justin Long and Alex Moffat from SNL. Go ahead with your review and then I'll mm-hmm. chime in with mine afterwards. Uh, yeah, this is a straight up normal regular Christmas movies directed by uh, Clara Niederprum, whatever her name is. She's done a lot of Christmas movies, so it feels real. It doesn't lampoon this. It, I mean, basically it is, right? It's supposed to be like hard R-rated dialogue and stuff and some basically play on a, a lot of the stereotypical characters in these movies, but it does in such a way it's not like a scary movie or an airplane or any of that type of stuff. It's like a, a legit Christmas movie, which is what I thought was like a lot it was charming about it anyhow. And I really like Justin Long in this. I don't know. I love the euphemisms, you know, whatever peels your potato, you know, I, yeah, whatever I winds your watch, her, <laughs> whatever winds your watch. I like when he tells her, shoot me if I'm trespassing, but like he's like about to get into some shit with her. Like I just, I loved that. And I love the weird voice thing that he did. I, I don't, cause he's trying to be like the, the tough gruff guy and he's got the dog and he's always wearing like the, the outdoorsy stuff. I just, I thought it was a, a fun um, Christmas movie. Um, I watched it. I saw it twice and laughed the second time through. I thought um, the, the hard R stuff is weird, but it's also funny and it kind of works. Um, and the actors all make it work. And 
I don't know. It's just a nice, easy Christmas movie. I thought to watch if you have a a dirty mind, especially. I guess uh, I agree with you. And you know what? We watched it twice too, uh, and it was even funnier the second time around because everything you're saying is, is right. Justin Long with his euphemisms. Uh, to me, I hear Vince Vaughn in that all day long. I mean, I, oh, if yeah. that's not Vince Vaughn's writing, I don't know what part of it is. Also, my favorite character in the entire film was the Alex Moffat character, the <laughs> really arrogant Wall Street or you know, the the financier. Mm-hmm. And the things he was saying, he was almost commenting on the movie as if he was outside the movie. When the one girl comes in to flirt with them and he leaves and he says, she is horny as fuck. That is my favorite line in the entire movie. I thought that the whole thing is when, when he breaks up with her in the beginning and says, I'm going to miss you in that fresh pussy. I mean, these are the things that you, you, you really make your pussy pop. That you wouldn't expect in something that looks and plays like a Hallmark movie for 90% of its running yeah. time. Well, and she does Britney Snow does a good like uh, Anna Ferris like what what like what's going on with like Anna Ferris and scary movie like that very like mm, this is weird but okay like I'm gonna go yeah with it. Anna Ferris is a good uh, comparison Amy Smart does the same thing in a lot of her movies uh, is very stoic in these kind of incredulous situations but also George went as the the father and, and the mother who they're <laughs> the, the paint huffing the paint huffing and they're drinking lean and syrup <laughs> at night to get it and the mom wants that dick every Sunday morning I mean these little touches are what but constantly made me want to keep watching the movie because <laughs> from a storyline, this is this is mm-hmm. so ridiculous. You know, she gets dumped, goes to live, goes to spend holidays with the ex-boyfriend's parents, meets the ex-boyfriend's cousin, starts a fling it's with him. It's a standard yeah, yeah, I mean, Christmas type movie everything thing. Everything is, is in play here that you've seen before. It's those little, that, that 10% of the movie that they sprinkle in where these lines come out yes. of nowhere and you're, you're it's just what you're thinking and it livens well, it we, up. I don't know about you, but when we watch movies like this, everyone's yelling the dirtiest For shit sure. at the screen, like trying to come up with some stuff. And this movie, it was hysterical watching this because people would tr- the movie would outdo what people would say. Like there's that moment where, where she's they're going to bed and she's trying to talk to George Winton. She's like. Uh, you know, you got to come over here and like, what, what are you hanging Christmas lights for? And someone goes, oh, I'll drop your pants. And she, like, the fucking wife is like, yeah, get your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone, like the movie just tops it. It just goes so far. Yeah, like, like, like you um, would, It's so unexpected. It's You funny. had alluded to the paint huffing reference. And that's when the father says, mm-hmm. you know, let me go outside and let me just get one hit before the end of the. She's like, and oh, you think it's honey, a I cigarette. You, you know, you, you think it's it like, sounds like he's going to go out yeah. and have a quick cigarette. And he goes, okay, I'm going to go out and huff some paint one last time. You know, I just like how he's and he's going along with the wife. Like she's like, uh, like when they uh, do the drinks and the, 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 um, with the syrup, the lean. Yes. <laughs> and he's just like, mm, is it? I like how it's not oaky. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you got to mix it with grape soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very entertaining Christmas movie. Obviously, not for uh, the whole family, but uh, if you want something that uh, isn't going it, to, it's an easy watch. It isn't going to offend you, but it's going to entertain you. Christmas with the Campbells, mm-hmm. currently available on the Hulu app. Whatever. It, it peeled my potato. I'll just it say definitely that. wound my watch, I'd have to say, as yeah. well. <laughs> what does he say? You got a couple more steps and you'll get to the whole crust. When she comes, <laughs> when she comes down in the, the big dress, he goes, in the shiny dress, he goes, you look like a shooting <laughs> star <laughs> met a disco ball. <laughs> disco ball. <laughs> and she does. It was one of those dresses that looked like a disco she ball. She looked fucking oh, ridiculous in it, so... 
Uh, yeah, very well done. And then you have the old lady in that as well, who's kind of like the the Greek chorus. She's talking shit about him the whole time. Then at the end, wants to oh, fuck that's him. That's right. You know, that's a She's great. Like, what a whore. That's a great little <laughs> bit of casting too. Um, everyone's yeah. well. Alex Moffat, though, to me, like I said, is really the, the star of that movie because he's such an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's the Vince Vaughn role, if you will. You know, the the prick of it. So I see a lot of his I fingertips guess, but, in it. But at least in like Christmas movie you know lore the way that most of these movies play out he's not painted as an actual bad guy because there's no bad guys everyone's just whatever they're just here so he finds his own way you know they give him the joanna garcia character that other girl who's baking to be with somebody go off and be happy with her yeah so they kind of so the movie never feels like weighted down in any quarter any kind of like animosity ever no it's it's cutely wrapped up too i mean i hate to use that word but it is nicely wrapped up not particularly well directed or or a feat of filmmaking i mean these sets thank god because yeah very straightforward (laughs) i don't think it should be yeah Okay, let's talk about, or let me know about Evil Dead Rises. Tell me what's going on with this uh, Sam Raimi remake. I think this is, what, the fourth time they remade this film? I mean, it's got so many... Well, this isn't even a remake, but yeah, this is this is like a an offshoot, It I lives guess. in the world what, what of... What would you call I this? Mean, does yes. it have the, the Book of the Dead in it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it has a Book of the Dead. So it has nothing to do with Ash or his people? No, and it's boring as fuck, and don't watch it. It's stupid. Uh, it's Evil Dead Rise. It takes place in a single floor in this... It's in a fucking apartment. Why isn't it in the whole apartment complex? I don't know. They're in the parking garage and the fucking floor they live on. Barely. You know, mostly it takes place in their apartment. And there's about, oh, I don't know, five characters in the whole thing. Um, You know, and any of the extra characters that live around them are just zombie whatever. I... I was horribly bored with this movie. It is just the, the weakest Evil Dead thing I've ever seen in my life, <clears throat> honestly. And great special effects, I guess. You know, the money's on the screen, but uh, God, what a boring story. Is it straight horror or is there a comedy element like yeah. the other ones had? No. Oh, yes, but it doesn't play because it's ultra realistic. This is the problem that I had with like the, the, the Evil Dead remake, which after watching this looks a lot better. It's too that like is you can't be so realistic and then still put the horror uh, the comedy stuff in there. It doesn't make any sense. And this does, I would say, more comedy than that. And it just it doesn't make any sense for the for the deadite things to be like. I don't know. At that point, it's not comedy anymore because the Exorcist had that kind of shit in it. You know, where it was sitting there cursing at people, doing things, saying gross things, and all this kind of shit. Well, it's not funny if it's real, right? Yeah, it's horrifying. It's repugnant, even. It's just whatever. Like, I didn't give a shit. I didn't care about any of these characters. Fucking kill them all. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, just a boring movie. Too small of a movie for how big of a budget this had. You could see the budget on the screen. It looks great. It looks very real. Lots of blood. Um, but boring. Maybe they like, set I was just it in an bored. apartment because the, the first one, and really the remake, the second one, is all set in a cabin. But, I mean, the woods and the openness of it yeah, is, is what kind of gives it, it. Its, its big bigness, you know, and kind of op- – it didn't seem like a small movie because of the well, scariness of the woods. Right? And in, so in this movie, they do the same thing. They isolate them, but they're on a single floor, and they can't really get out. Like, it's hard to get out because the thing's all over the place. Uh-huh. They, have, they have to get to the elevator, you know. And their neighbors, like, it infects them. So they don't really go, they don't really do anything. Like, you know, the best I could talk about, because this is basically a zombie movie, but it's it's worse than zombies, right? But in a zombie movie, you get some camaraderie, right? And in this movie, you didn't get that. What you got was, like, 
more of like this lady's going to be a great mother and the proof of it is that she's going to save her her uh, sister's kid you know and this is literally spoken about in the movie like the little girl's like you're going to be a great mom after she's saving her and all this shit it's like ugh. that's left over from the <laughs> no, 1980s no, that's a bad horror bad film shit. from the 1980s bad or something shit. you should have done they should have done something more they're in an apartment complex they should have introduced a bunch of people uh, everyone in the apartment complex should have been in it and it should have been bouncing around. They should have been trapped in there with everyone in there, um, trying to trying to do that. It should have been more of like a Dawn of the Dead type thing, like when they're Even in the mall. Even Poltergeist three, this, and this stuff when they had the building, yes. you know, the haunted building, in that. Yes, I'm yes, like, but there should have been some camaraderie, right? There should have been other people involved in it with other backgrounds and stuff. And it just it was so limited and so small that it was it's just not worth it. Ultimately, I'm like I'm sad. I like I bought this. I only bought I only paid ten dollars for it, but. I'm still sad that I bought it. Like I don't want it anymore. That sucks. You now own it forever. Uh, and I, nah, well, it's on our. It is on our digital, but I'm going to sell the disc. I, don't I want saw it. that you put it on there, and I was going to watch it, and I wanted your rundown before I looked at it because I was a little underwhelmed when we went back and looked at Army of Darkness. Maybe you might like so. it. I mean, I've heard nothing. It's funny because I I didn't want to believe it, but I've heard nothing but bad things, and people watching this saying it was bad. And you look at the trailer, and I think, well, how could it be that bad? It is. It is that bad. God, that's disappointing. Did Raimi have anything to do with this, uh, Sam Raimi? Well, I don't know. I mean, probably... Executive um, producer of some sort of level. His executive producer thing, but his executive producer credits, um, you know, be wary. They don't... I don't think they mean fucking much. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I know we'll talk about this later, but I saw his name popped up on Time Cop recently. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, Interesting. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Well, let me know a little bit more about uh, It's a Wonderful Knife. This is the Christmas film yeah, that's getting so a lot of heat right now. So let our audience know what's going on. Everyone's talking about this. I've heard good and bad things about this. Uh, I'm going to throw it out here. This is pretty moderate. Like, it's it's an okay movie. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's it's a play on It's a Wonderful Life, obviously. But it's with um, it's with a knife instead of <laughs> So it's this girl stops a – well, serial killer comes out, kills – some of her classmates, but she's able to stop him. And, uh, but, uh, everyone a year later, everyone's kind of moved on from it. And she's still stuck in that. Like, you know, I had to kill this guy. You know, there was a serial killer. It killed some of our friends, but nobody wants to talk about it. They want to move on. So she makes a wish that she, cause she feels like no one sees her. So she makes a wish that she was, you know, never born or something. Just like it's a wonderful life. And then she's trapped in this alternate universe where the serial killers are just, it's ongoing, like they're being attacked all the time um, in this town. And so she meets this uh, weirdo, right, this outsider, they literally call her weirdo in the movie. And she was introduced in, in the, the first half of the film. But <clears throat> so she's going to team up with her because, of course, and um, uh, there's other high school drama, you know, her boyfriend cheated on her, but whatever, all that kind of bullshit's going on. So to further isolate her and her, and the, um, the weirdo. And then they decide in order to get her back to the, her original timeline, they got to kill the killer. And of course there's a twist that you'll see coming from a mile away. Um, I actually guessed the twist even before she switched timelines. I think everyone will. <laughs> it's not fucking hard. They don't even hide it very well. Um, actually, I think it's in the trailer, so maybe don't watch the trailer. Oh, God. But uh, Justin Long is fucking annoying in this. Um, he's playing this little weenie guy, and he's just like, I'm Justin it's just It's so, it's god-awful. Um, and there's a lot of, like, scream, like, uh, 
I want to say throwbacks to Scream, but there's like just like mentions of Scream. There's just a lot of like like very weak. Like this is a slasher. Don't you like slashers? Oh. Uh, a lot of that shit in here. And so it's just, I don't know, it was moderate. Like, I didn't mind the movie, but a lot of people didn't really like it so much. And I don't blame them. Um, I don't know. I've seen too It seems like these have been going downhill, you know? I mean, I really, I love the Happy Death Day movies. Um, I liked Freaky, um, which this is the same writer from Freaky, but there's no, Freaky had a co-writer. Freaky was surprisingly co- was, well done. Yeah, but again, co-writer from, with the director of Freaky. This is just one writer, um, separate director. But so I, I don't know. Maybe they needed this guy needed some be able to bounce more ideas off some people. Another, you know what I mean? Run up their script, you know? Another <laughs> yeah, draft. something else, some for it because it's it wasn't like it was a bad movie or anything. It was it's just a little weird, and um, it, and I'm just gonna say it because it feels like it's weird. There's a lot of like gay and lesbianism stuff in this that feels out of place. It feels, or not even out of place. It feels placed. Like shoehorned in. And so it's weird. Well, yeah, well, she winds up getting with the weirdo girl at the end, um, which is weird because they don't really, she does not, has she has a boyfriend before. She has no interest in girls. So it's not set up at all. But then they just kiss all of a sudden. Yeah, well, the weirdo girl is obviously weird and there's like weird tension from her. So I called that immediately too because there's a there's a moment in the beginning of this movie where two boys leave the leave a party go out into the woods and start making out and then they hear something and you're like oh I guess the killer's gonna kill them but no then they just leave you know and they make the comment like oh you're such a good kisser it's a real it's a good kiss you know it's a you can hear it <laughs> so I thought that's weird right like why like that feels like you're now you're trying to make a point right is what that felt like to me. Um, but it doesn't spoil the movie, so I won't, you know I can't really complain too much about it. It just it just you know felt like uh, I don't know, that felt weird. It didn't feel organic to the story at all. No, I so I don't know I don't know what to I don't know what to do with that or what to do with this movie. But it's it's an okay movie if you if you need to watch a fun slasher. Um, I mean a lot of it doesn't make sense, but yeah. It's it's weird, so I guess it doesn't have to. I liked uh, a couple <laughs> years ago Black Christmas, and um, was it? Oh, I love. Oh, the two thousand six Black Christmas is the best. And uh, um, I don't. What was the Krampus? Krampus, I yeah, that was. Yeah, Krampus is very that was okay good. too. Um, the one, uh, God, I just we just I just reviewed it. Um, there was one on Amazon. There was a time travel one. The Totally Killers Slasher one that just came out. Yeah, Totally Killers. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That one was better than this. I liked that one actually. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot better was. than this one. This one just had weird, like, um, moments and just like faults in logic and stuff. I don't know, but it had, um, it had some good kills. It was, it was plenty bloody and, um, I don't know. I guess you just know the story, you know, it's not hard to figure out. So. Better than Evil Dead? Uh, better than Evil Dead. That's for okay. damn sure. Well, that's, it's faint praise, but it is praise. So you're giving it a mild recommendation. It sounds like. It's harmless is what I would say about it. <laughs> well, I caught Candy Cane Lane. This is the latest production from Amazon Studios. It's got Eddie Murphy in it. And it, after all these years, it is his first Christmas-themed film, although he's been doing 
family film since the late 90s. I mean, half of his 40-year career he's been doing family films, so it's no surprise to see him there. But it is surprising to see him in a holiday-themed film. And this one, uh, as much as I like Murphy, he is just serviceable in it. And this is a movie that is very confused from a storytelling aspect. Uh, You think it's about this contest about a light ceremony on a block and the guy that wants to win it, but all of a sudden it becomes... Uh, a 12 days of Christmas story where he's got to collect these rings and go on these adventures and meanwhile he has these little miniature ornaments talking to him and if he doesn't acquire all these rings he's going to turn into this ornament and it's CGI heavy there are a couple chuckles here and there but overall a pretty disappointing effort from Amazon and Murphy I know it's getting a lot of views right now because it's it's widely available but it really it's it's not much I mean for the budget they were given and the time and effort that went into this and it's extremely cheap looking by the way this was clearly shot on the universal backlot or the warner brothers backlot um you can see it's it's the <laughs> cheaper than christmas with the candles uh no not quite that cheap but um, but just a step above not i mean it just it looks very back like a back street i mean it's not a back lot it's i guess that's not surprising though with eddie murphy at this point right and this is basically what would be the equivalent of a direct-to-video movie, and His right? blood pressure barely gets raised in this whole thing. You know what I, I mean? He's, he, uh, you have to what? see if he's awake. He's like, he's like Steven Seagal style sitting uh, around? I, I mean, he's a little bit more energetic than that, but I almost want to think of like, just think of like the most lazy Martin Lawrence performance you can think of. You know, like in Daddy Day Trip or Roscoe Jenkins coming uh, home. I guess. I mean, he's usually pretty animated. Uh, so is Eric Murphy, but for here, he is really toned down. He just looked bored and going through the motions and the lady who does uh who, who i can't think of her name she's uh the, the villainous in this she was also the villainous in wandavision who plays almost the exact same role here um oh. you know who i'm talking about she's what from is her name? bad I do know moms exactly talking about. Uh, is where she blew up at i like her yeah a lot. so do um, i but she's oh, very is... one note here and it's just nothing nothing really works it's it's just it's something to put on i guess in the background it's the kind of movie that plays on the tv yeah. of in the background Catherine of a different Hahn. of a better That's movie you know like a christmas movie down the line they got <clears throat> this just playing on the tv in the <clears throat> background because it sucks it's not going to be a fucking classic <laughs> there's no christmas classic like this so it goes right along with like haunted mansions what you're yeah, saying yeah i mean if i had to put this in in like a pecking <laughs> order you have your elves and you know your real classics <clears throat> excuse me and then on the right, like bad yeah, Santa. You know, and then on the lower end, you have your Fred Claus and shit like that. And and that, yeah. this is in the middle somewhere, I guess. So not the worst of the bunch, but not the best hmm. of the bunch. Somewhere in the the very inoffensive middle. I mean, nowhere near like a Santa Claus type type deal. It's very uh, mundane. All right. That wraps up our review portion. Let's get to the trailers. I think we have a lot more fun talking about the trailers. I have a lot more optimism about some things coming out to to theaters. After, after all this time, we are getting. <clears throat> I want to hear which what's optimistic. I'm optimistic. No, I want to hear the worst. Tell me the worst. Okay, the first. worst. I want to end on the you happy. Know, let's, note. let's talk about. Like, Give me your worst trailer. That out you've of seen the bunch that we're going to talk about four. here, this night swim. I don't know heads or tails. What the <laughs> fuck is going on with this? This almost looks like it could be a spoof. <laughs> like like Thanksgiving is Eli Roth's no, uh, no, no. spoof movie. You've seen you've seen the runtime. Right? What an hour and twenty five. It is two hours long. Get the fuck out of here. How much time can be spent in the actual pool? Two hours. Get out of here. (laughs) 
<laughs> starring Wyatt Russell as the father. This is about a family who moves into a home. That pool uh, girl at night is playing Marco Polo, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose is the best thing I can make of this. How that they have a runtime of two hours, and how this isn't a parody trailer, <laughs> but this is a real movie, I do not know. Oh, it's uber serious, right? I mean, this looks like a movie. Well, this is a Blumhouse movie. Um, and it looks like it just takes itself a bit too serious, and so... There's going to be an exploration phase of this movie. Um, likely, you know, what would be the end of the third act into the second act. And the first half of the second act is going, I can only imagine going to be ridiculously yeah, boring. The whole thing, I think, until the reveal, which is probably going to be a huge letdown. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So maybe the build towards the, the third act. But I would feel like the, the exploring of what the pool is and like just trying to, you know, get there their bearings on them as they're in this haunted pool or whatever the fuck is going to be. I just feel like that's going to be boring, especially at this runtime. Uh, it's insufferable. I'm going to make you watch this and tell report back to us on this. I don't think I'm going to, I don't, I mean, I'll wind up watching it. I'll just be honest. I, don't think... I will wind up watching it, but I, I don't know. Ugh. All right. Well, I'll let you pick the next trailer then since uh, I picked the, what I thought was the worst of the bunch so far. Well, so I got to pick the third worst. Yeah, I guess in, in your estimate. Oof, I don't know. It's, kind of, it's a bit of a toss-up. I mean, I got a clear winner here, but I'll um, I will throw Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes as my third worst, um, just because I, I no longer give a shit about these movies, and I can't believe they made this one, and it looks okay, I guess. But like, I'm done. <laughs> Can I be done? You've seen all of these. I mean, going back to the Charlton Heston ones. I have not seen the third no? one. Okay. Of these. No, I still haven't seen it because I got. I just felt like I was done after. I don't really necessarily. The first one of the of the new, I guess quadrilogy now, is really good, and the second one is, you know, okay. And then, so I just never made it past. I love the original ones. Those are great. Is this a remake yeah. of one of the original ones? I don't know. Did they have a kingdom before? King with the the apes. This no. is its no, none of these are these, remakes. This is its own well, thing, I guess right? The first one yeah. is, but even the first one's not a remake. No, it's an right? update. I mean, this this whole this whole new thing is a whole thing of its own, but it's like the same idea. Obviously, this will be the the creation of the kingdom stuff. So you're going to get a more separate from what the trailer looks like. You're going to get a more structured ape like system, right? Is what I'm seeing out of it. So you're getting very close to, if not pretty exact, what, what the original first movie was, right? They're building towards that. Because they even have the Statue of Liberty shit in it, right? I actually really like this trailer. I thought this thing, uh, especially compared to the Kong trailer that we'll talk about, I thought the special effects, like, was everybody busy on this movie with the good special effects? Uh, because I thought these look fantastic. I don't know. It looks like a... It looks like an animated movie. Uh, which, you know, it, it's mostly going to be. And I thought this, whoever this, I'm tired this of that. Uh, barbarian horde leader of the ape is, I like this guy and whatever uh -huh. he's doing. But, um, you know, how much of the ape shit can, can we do and have two films with it's rampaging apes in the same summer? It's, it's a lot of apes. Well, I'd rather see, I guess I'd just rather see King Kong at this point. Um, and I say rather because that's why I said this is a kind of a hard a toss-up to me. It's a little bit of a tie because I'm really not interested in either one of these. So I, I think the opposite where I'm more interested in this because I'm just not interested in the Kong stuff anymore, which will lead us right into the, the King Kong, it's Godzilla, New Empire. <laughs> this is now the, the fourth movie. In, 
Yeah, why is there? Why is it Godzilla X Kong? Why do you need a fucking colon? Why do we need a, a subtitle here? The New Empire. Fuck does that well, even I'm mean? I'm a little bummed because the last the King Kong Skull Island I thought was fucking excellent. That's so long ago, bro. That is that is in the rearview mirror. I and thought gone. that was excellent. I thought the Kong verse the last, <laughs> the last one was one okay. Was the, the, it, it was yeah, okay with, with the Godzilla and Kong. It was, eh. it, was it built up to something, and, and so I did. We're we're getting done with this. But with this the Godzilla one, stuff. This, at this the point. special effects look terrible when they're running at the screen towards each other the like ending, they're Batman the and Robin. Yes, what the is ending that? Shot? I fucking love it. Get it's out ridiculous. of here. They're the Avengers. Who, who are you? Yeah. That's like, there's no one. No one is saying no. Oh my God. I fucking <laughs> love it. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. What the fuck is this? You know? And like, I, I don't really don't even understand the storyline. Like there's like an old, like Kong's old. And then there's like killer, other killer Kongs. Uh, you found a storyline in this trailer. I didn't find I'm so anything. Confused. Yeah. There's like, there's like a group of, of other monkeys i don't know other apes right they're like red or whatever and they're they're the ones that are trying to like get out and take over everything right they're the bad guys that's what that's all i could understand i think as this. time goes on people are going to look back at the peter jackson 2005 version and really respect that more and more i don't even think time goes on that fucking king kong is amazing everyone knows it I- I hope Already. people know that. That thing was great. Remember back when that movie came out and how good it was? People fucking cried at the end of that movie. I don't know movie. why that, that feels like it underperformed or is undervalued to me, though. No way. It did not. It was huge. It was one of the bigger um, uh, HD releases, you know, HD DVD, Blu-ray stuff. It was one of the, the bigger uh, releases for that, one of the bigger sellers. Good. I'm glad because these subsequent um, so, ones yeah. have been I shit. mean, now I think it's just like Titanic is now. Like Titanic's not that big of a everyone's seen it. Everyone, we're, I think we've, everyone's talked about Titanic to the point now when the when the 4K comes out of Titanic, it's kind of like a lot of people buy it and stuff, but a lot of people just don't give a shit anymore. You know, yeah, fair enough. I think that happens with some of these big. Well, movies. I just think that the King Kong. I mean, if you look at what we had before, uh, you know that with with, with yes. King Kong and uh, well, with, with real Godzilla. storytelling and stuff, and a real director yeah. and all that. I mean, no offense to Adam Wingard, whoever that is. He's not. He's not the but, same um, as what we Peter Jackson, obviously, on the same level of that. Well, uh, especially yeah. with Peter what Jackson working done? at the height do, of his power. Do you know who this guy uh, is? Yeah, he did. Didn't he do like a VHS or one of those or your next the VHS stuff? The guest. Uh, was it your next? That um, one. Um, he did the Blair Witch remake. Oh, great! He did the VHS. He's part of Ty West and death. those guys. A thing of that, and he did your next. Yeah, I like your next. Okay, it's okay. Uh, he's not the filmmaker I wanted. He's not. This isn't that great of a lineup, really. This is all horror. Skull stuff, Island so is I still just, the gem really in this it. new oh, new sure. batch of Godzilla and King Kong movies that they've come out with, with the King of the Monsters and easily. That's really old. It's about six years old now, seven years old. Yeah, it's getting old. No, yeah, Kong it's Skull Island. Yeah, 2017. The one with Samuel L. Jackson. That's the one huh? I'm talking about. Skull Island, the King Kong movie. Yeah, yeah. with Samuel L. Jackson. That's 2017. Tom yeah. Hudson. So it's not it's not crazy old, but it, I mean it's it's part of this uh new series. And I think it's the best of the new series. <laughs> I don't even know if I count that as part of the series anymore. Although it, I mean this movie does harken back to that. Yeah, see but that just feels like a different um well it is really cuz it's not Godzilla. I guess that's well, it's Godzilla the and Kong. The Godzilla stuff is so different. Well, it's really Godzilla. It's so different like well I guess this one's more Kong. 
I guess. I don't understand. Where is this? What? What's the timeline of this for the one before? Who fucking this? knows. I'm so I'm a little There's confused. Baby Kongs and shit. I mean, that. looks awful. Looks fucking terrible. When does this take place? Is this a prequel? That doesn't make sense. I'm also I don't now I'm not sure what happened even in the last one. I think this is going to be a big embarrassment think, for uh, Warner Brothers, I mean, especially coming off of how popular that uh, Godzilla minus one is right now in theaters. That Toho version is uh, going well. I don't know. I, I mean, this will probably smash well, obviously, that to but pieces. I just think that people no problem, are loving but. this Godzilla movie that's out right now, and I uh, people are loving it, but those people are film people. Um, I mean that movie will never play to a no, large audience. But it's doing very, it's the highest grossing Japanese live like action film ever right now. So that's pretty pretty spectacular. Well, yeah, have you seen ticket prices? Are they are event prices is like twenty bucks? <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I I hope it is the highest grossing. Yeah. Shit. Jesus. All right, let's move on to talk about Mad Max Furiosa. This is the spin-off sequel continuation some shit to Fury Road. I, mean, I don't know what the timeline is here. Is this before? This is a, is prequel. It a prequel? Yes, because she okay, is she's young. young and but they has Immortal Joe, the villain of the last one in it too, and Chris Hemsworth as a seemingly Uh yeah, because that's how it would ha- it would almost have to lead into the other one somehow. Yeah, right? Hemsworth under a pile of makeup here is kind of a biker gang outlaw <laughs> who's going up against uh, Joe. And one of my least favorite yeah. things in movies is when there's two villains in a movie. Give me a villain. When you got too many fucking bad guys, it takes too long to get through the story. You don't know. It's it's. I, it, this is a really strange reference, but I was watching Rapid Fire recently, and that movie has two well, bad guys, like- and it fucking sucks because when one dies, you realize it's kind of anticlimactic because you still got to kill the other one. I don't know. This didn't feel like they were two bad guys to me when I watched this trailer. She was learning from the from uh, the uh, Chris Hemsworth guy, felt like. Maybe that's the case. More of a little bit of a tutelage was happening there. Is what is, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I mean, I could be. The trailer is just like more of a teaser trailer, really, like a long teaser trailer. Um, and it's just showing off that George Miller is a complete madman and has made a weird looking movie again <laughs> that I hope is going to be like Fury Road but I, I honestly no idea I, I wasn't expecting Fury Road to be Fury Road so fucking I hope it's this that's you what know? I'm saying so I'm still willing to watch it it looks insane it looks it has the visuals but I don't know Fury Road had a really great um, story to be honest with you and the way that um, that story played out right the structure of that was very different and those characters were great i you're missing missing major players right from that movie into this i don't you're missing know. your quote-unquote everyman who tom hardy was i like obviously. anya taylor joy i like chris hemsworth but i don't i don't know how well they play i mean i don't know not, not i mean charlie's obviously is in a class of her own and you know tom hardy was just so good uh, especially playing off her even though they didn't get along. I, I don't know. This it doesn't seem like this has the same impact. It it seems like a minor. It seems like a minor idea fleshed out in an over the top way from the trailer to me. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see because it's just 
it's I, mayhem. The story on is screen. she has to return home. That's, well, that's it? what they're giving us right now. This teaser trailer or whatever this is, this early trailer. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in May, and there was no sign of it so far. So they had to release something. Or people were going to start talking about. You know, is this a troubled production? There's probably a lot of effects going uh, on. In which this. is why I think some of the CG is a little dodgy. A lot of finishing as well stuff. in this. Yeah, um, but I think it's just because it's an early. Compared to Fury Road, didn't you feel that too? Like there's some shots in this where it, where it just doesn't quite look right. Like, things don't it seem to line up right, and like the movement between things seems seems wrong somehow. Yeah, like uh, like it's unfinished in some way. I, I think it know. is. I think these are early special effects. And uh, if anybody, the cut, co- the coloring, like the saturations, really. Was, weird I mean, George Miller is it? a master of guiding your eye. I mean, that la- that last movie is a, a fucking masterwork yes. in editing and film and choreography and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's why I agree. And it was re- it's really made out of nothing, like all the Mad Max so movies I have are. No doubt, this you're just will be. thrust into this world with some characters that have a pretty simple thing to do. It's usually a place to be. You know, they usually have to move through the world. So I guess as long as it can do that, I I don't know. Do we care enough about Furiosa? I didn't know that this character was, you know, I'm surprised we didn't do yeah, another Mad Max. resonated as well with the pop culture as well as it did, but apparently so. I mean, I liked it when it was Charlize, but I don't understand that. The, I don't know that I liked the character as much as I just liked Charlize, you know? Yeah, well, well, that's true. And she brought a lot to it, her presence in the movie. She was a very strong presence in that uh, last one. And like I said, I'm going to miss the everyman character of the, the quote-unquote everyman of the Mad Max and some of the nods he gave and just the – and there was some charisma there and it carried the movie in a lot yeah. of ways. We'll see. I mean, Anya Taylor-Joy is usually – She's fantastic. Yeah. Pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah, so we'll see. I guess it just all depends on what they do with this character in general. They didn't really they, – they haven't shown her – I mean, she's in the trailer all the time, but they really haven't shown much of her acting in this. So I don't, ah, weird trailer, but I still say this is my number one so far out of all these movies. This is the one that I would definitely want Absolutely. to see. And I think this is going to be a big hit and well, whether it gets nominated for best picture, like Fury Road did and all win all those Oscars uh, remains to be seen. But at the, this point, this trailer is at least intriguing and I'm always down to see what crazy man George Miller is up to. Well, that's going to wrap up our show for tonight. We want to thank you guys for joining us. As always, you can hear our back catalog on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, MovieMavericks.com. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. (laughs) Oh, my. Another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to MovieMavericks.com. Warp 9. Engage. Engage.